Nothing But the Words, episode number 24, Stolen Work and Your Book. Welcome to Nothing But the Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. I hope you're doing well and writing well this week. As I record this episode, this country is still dealing with major turmoil, major shifts, and major unanswered questions, and yet we keep writing. At least some of us do. I recently saw an article from an author who insisted that she finds it impossible to write in the midst of this pandemic and these protests and the election ugliness that is surrounding us. And maybe for her, it is impossible. Everyone has their own experience. Everyone has their own process. But I've found that when you learn how to manage your thoughts around writing, create a conducive environment and set the right goals, you can keep writing through almost anything. I say all of that to say, don't give up on your book while you're dealing with all of these very real distractions. Going to the grocery store stresses me out right now. So I get it. These distractions are real. There will be an end to this, though, as there are to all things. And I think most of us who keep writing will be really glad we did. And those of us who don't may have some regrets. So, okay, that's enough of that. In today's episode, I really want to talk to you about stolen work and your book. So stay with me here because I'm not accusing anyone of plagiarism. I am not implying that you are looking to steal work for your book, but I do want to talk about this very important topic. I've lost count of the books I've edited and the authors I've coached over the years. There are lots of them, right? Suffice it to say there have been many. But what I have found is that periodically I will see from first-time authors plagiarism that they're not even aware of in their own book. And what I've found is that they fall into this, this dangerous trap that can easily be avoided just because of some things they don't know. They're not intending to steal. So why do people do this? Let me preface this by saying I'm not talking about, you know, incorrectly writing your endnotes or incorrectly writing your footnotes. I'm talking about authors who don't give the appropriate credit to the originator of the content. And here's what I found. First of all, I give all of my clients the benefit of the doubt and assume any plagiarism is unintentional. And believe it or not, I've found that it's basically always been unintentional. And this happens more often than you might think. For some authors, years, if not decades, have passed since they last had to cite a source for anything. Remember when you had to do footnotes or endnotes in high school or college? Well, believe it or not, some people never learned how to do that. And even if they did, they haven't done it in years. And so they've forgotten how to do it or that they even need to do it. Because you can use facts that are considered common knowledge without citing a source, some authors start to lump everything into this category. But just because it's common knowledge to you or in your circle or in your industry doesn't mean it's actually common knowledge. And when in doubt, you may want to get a second opinion about whether or not you need to cite the source for something that you're quoting, or just go ahead and cite the source. It certainly can't hurt. 
And the third common way I see authors unintentionally using stolen work is when they are raving about another book or a proprietary system that they have successfully used. They're really excited about it. And in their minds, they're doing the other author or the other creator a favor by speaking glowingly about their system. But in fact, they are rehashing the other author's work for their own book. So in essence, they're stealing that work. Now, I am not a lawyer. I'm certainly not an intellectual property attorney, but there are some best practices you can follow to make sure you avoid unintentionally stealing anyone's work. Here's how you can do it. Number one, when you quote anything, words from a book, a speech, a movie, a website, a TV show, just give proper credit. Cite the source. Put quotation marks around what you're quoting, say who said it, and then cite the source appropriately. And if you're not sure how to do that, then let us give thanks for the internet. (laughs) Just look it up. All you have to do is look it up. There are plenty of websites where they will actually create the citation for you if you just enter the appropriate information. And let me add one more thing here. The book you're writing is really your own, so it should be about your own ideas, your own research experiences and stories. Yes, you can quote, but that should not be the most important part of your book. It should not be the bulk of your book, the bulk of a passage, the bulk of a chapter. Recently, one of my coaching clients quoted a whole paragraph from a movie. Now, I recognized immediately that the paragraph wasn't his voice. It didn't sound anything like the way he normally writes. It's a very distinctive writing style. It's fresh and it's really specific to him. I enjoy reading it. And I got to this one paragraph and I was like, what is this boring lump in the middle of his book? I didn't like it. And I immediately sensed it wasn't him, a simple copy and paste into Google. And I saw where it came from. It came from a movie. And remember, people will be doing that with your book. You may not think they will, but if people even think there's a hint of plagiarism, it's easy for them to find out these days, just copying and pasting or typing the words into a search engine. But at any rate, when I asked my client about it, he said, yeah, that's from a movie. It it really inspired me. Now, this is his first time writing a book. Keep that in mind. And his background is not in writing or publishing. He's a master of his craft, but he's a first time author. Writing a book is new to him. And he really had no idea that he needed to credit a movie the same way he would credit another book. If he took a quote from a book, he would credit it appropriately, but he didn't realize that he needed to do the same thing for a movie. So quick discussion, and we kind of resolved that, and I pointed it out to him. But I also coached him to reconsider whether or not he needed to use this movie's ideas in his book. He has his own ideas. He has no shortage of ideas, neither do you. And his readers want to hear from him as yours want to hear from you, not from a random movie. In the end, he decided to cut all but one line, and I think his book is better for it. The second way you can avoid unintentionally using stolen work in your book is just don't quote poems or song lyrics. People hate it when I say that. I know it sounds extreme, but just don't do it. Here's the thing. Songs and poems are typically short enough that taking even one line could be considered using a significant part of the work. So the creator could argue, 
if they decided to sue you, that you had stolen, I don't know, 10% of their work if they're only 10 lines repeated over and over in a song, right? 10 original lines repeated over and over, or maybe 5%. But there's no percentage defined by law that I know of that it's okay to take. It's judged on a case-by-case basis. So why run the risk? If a poem or song is still under copyright and you really want to use it, you need to request permission. And don't be surprised if you don't get permission. (laughs) Don't be surprised if they turn you down or you don't hear back from them. They're not obligated to give you permission. And if it's a popular song or poem, they probably get requests all the time and they just rather not have their work used that way. There's nothing wrong with that. So in my experience, books do not suffer when authors just leave that out. Don't include the lyrics. Don't include the lines from a poem. Typically, the author is upset about that because they've fallen in love with the idea of the poem or the song. It has some particular meaning to them, but it doesn't hurt the book to cut it. So trust me, cut it. The third way to avoid unintentionally stealing other people's work for your book is to avoid copying and pasting. Now, here's what I mean. A few years ago, I was working with a client. I had coached her through several books already. I think this was her fourth book. And this time she was writing an authority piece. I mean, it was meaty. It had so much great content in it, but it had also almost reached 400 pages. Now, most of my clients write short books, but in her case, she wanted it to be more of a reference where people could dip in, get what they need, dip out and come back at different points when they needed other content. So it was close to 400 pages. She put a lot of work into it. And so as I was reviewing the manuscript with her about halfway through, something just felt off. Now, again, I had worked with her several times before. I know what her voice sounds like. And periodically I was running into passages that just did not sound like her at all. At that time, I was testing a service you may have heard of called Grammarly, which is sort of an an enhanced spell check and grammar check service. I've since let it go. didn't really work for me, but it has a plagiarism check function. And when I ran it, whole pages of her book came up as plagiarized from various websites. I was really shocked. I mean, I was a little bit freaked out because that's not the person I know. That's not the author I I know. So middle of the night, I'm reading and I shot her an email and she sent me a very nonchalant response in the morning, not to say, yes, I'm a thief. I steal. Not at all. Her response to me was basically, oh yeah, I just put that in there as a placeholder. I thought I had caught all of those. I guess I missed a few. Her book was almost 400 pages. So it's understandable how she could have missed a few, but just don't do that. (laughs) If you need a placeholder, use your own words. The only time you should be copying and pasting anything is if you're actually quoting it and citing it and crediting it appropriately. Copying and pasting someone else's work in any other context is just asking for trouble. If I had not found those sections in her book, she might have published it with that content in it, which could have led to her readers questioning her integrity and could have ultimately had a really nasty impact on her business. She does uh, business with large corporations, and had they seen that, they or heard about it, or had it damaged her reputation, she may have lost those contracts. So, no, I'm not a hero. Grammarly was a hero in that case. But this could have all been avoided if she just simply didn't copy and paste. If you really need a placeholder, just write a note. I like to use uh, three asterisks. You could use a symbol that you can easily use the find function to bring up so you know exactly 
where you need to go back, three asterisks, a comment on the side, and you can go back and fill in whatever you're missing. Number four, don't rearrange. So my husband is a screenwriter and filmmaker, and he recently told me the story of a young screenwriter who wanted to get into feature films. Now, this screenwriter took another screenwriter's work, changed a few character names and settings, rearranged the order of some events, slapped her own name on it, and then set about trying to get the movie made. That's pretty, like, (laughs) she had some guts. She got all the way up to talking about a deal with a major production company. But when she went for her final meeting, one of the execs told her, we've already seen this script from someone else. This was not her best moment. Now, I do not know this woman, so I have no idea what her motives or intentions were. But just like I do with my clients, I will give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say this is not her area. She had no idea what she was doing because I know her background, according to my husband, is not in film. She comes from a totally different industry, has nothing to do with writing or creating. And so she may have actually thought or convinced herself that this was okay. It is not okay. You cannot simply take someone else's content and rearrange it on the page and publish it as if it's yours. The screenplay, she used the full work of someone else's, but you can't take someone else's page and rearrange it. That's not okay. So don't rearrange other people's work for your book. Number five is to just focus on writing about your own ideas. So Have you read any of these books, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield? This year, You Write Your Novel by Walter Mosley, On Writing by Stephen King, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I've read those books and I've read them all multiple times. They have each had a great impact on me and the way I do business, the way I function in the world, the way I live my life. They've all had a really positive impact on me. But when I sit down to write a book, I cannot share most of the content from one of those books and then just say I'm sharing it because it helped me out. I have seen this. I've had clients send new clients, (laughs) send me work. And all the way through, they're just talking about what they learned from someone else, from someone else's book. If you want to share someone else's book, write a lovely review and then send send people that link or buy copies for your family and friends, but you can't just share all of their ideas and say, hey, look, they're great, and put your name on the front of the book. That's not okay. So write about your own ideas. Yes, now your ideas are almost always going to be building on something you learn from someone else. We're That's how we think. That's how we develop ideas. That's how we create our own philosophies, right? We're building on the wisdom of people who walk the path before us. That's perfectly fine. And you can credit those people as your inspiration as you show us how your ideas developed and changed from there or evolved in some way. But if you're writing a book about a particular subject, you really need to focus on sharing your ideas and experiences, your research, your stories. Yes, you can reference other people when it adds value to your book, but you can't just give away their system or their book in your book, (laughs) even if you're doing it in a glowing and wonderful way. That is not okay. Quoting is fine, but writing your book about their book, that's not okay. So if you follow 
these basic do's and don'ts, you are very likely to avoid unintentionally plagiarizing. When in doubt, just check with an expert. And if you're still in doubt, don't use that content. That's the best way to protect yourself from accidentally falling into the trap of using someone else's work as your own. That's it for today, my friends. If you've enjoyed this episode, then I would really appreciate a positive review from you on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for a structured program to help you write your nonfiction book someplace where you can get your questions answered about the writing and publishing process and write your book in less time and write it better, check out my group coaching program, Short Books, Big Results at CandiceLDavis.com backslash short books. My clients right now, I will say they're doing a fantastic job in there. Most of them will be successfully published authors by the end of 2020, and you can have the same experience. Find the program at CandiceLDavis.com backslash short books. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candice L. Davis, and I'll see you next time. 